Hey guys, welcome to Tuesday, as we like to call it around here, Monday's Hangover. We'll get to some of the things that we did not get to yesterday. I miss Sarah Gonzalez already. Um, I was watching the show last night, Brandon, and um, I tell you, I am fascinated by that group at Clemson wanting the uh, tampons back in the men's bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. And you can't make it up. But it got me thinking last night. I, I re- it really got me to thinking about college. I did a podcast for uh, uh, on Alec Lace's podcast this morning, mm-hmm. and we were talking about uh, sending kids to college. And I told him, I said, I've got two that have graduated, two that are in. They're doing okay. You shouldn't send your kids to college unless they've got a value system and they've got a mission, like a purpose in being there. Yeah. It's got to serve a purpose, not just high school 2.0, where now you're off on your own partying. Uh, you went to Brigham Young, right? I did. I went to BYU, and I've never been more happy about that. How, how strict of a, a campus setting in life is that? I mean, so technically it all is, you know, honor code. So it's not like there's, like, informants around snitching. Uh, but, I mean, let's put it this way. It's voted number one stone-cold sober campus every year for, like, the last... <laughs> Hundred years, pretty much. Now you have to know that when I went off to the University of Georgia, nineteen ninety one, um, Rolling Stone magazine had Georgia ranked as the number one party school in America. <laughs> I mean, that sounds on brand for the SEC. Yeah, so vastly different experience what you're describing. Yeah, I mean, look, I went from a private high school where I did a lot of partying. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot in to BYU where I had to go off campus to get a caffeinated Coke. Yeah. So it was different. It was now, different. Don't don't the Mormons own Pepsi? Uh, we own a lot, yeah. It was funny. After I graduated, they put caffeinated beverages in the vending machine. Wow. So that got cleared up. But yeah, yeah. no coffee. Coffee nowhere to be Coffee's found. Coffee's a no-no. I know yeah. that for Latter-day Saints. It was different, but I liked it because I had gotten my partying out of the way. So I got to school... Yeah. And was like, I'm going to actually do work here. And thus, I graduated in three years. So I'm pretty grateful in that regard. Yeah, it's it's exactly what you said. I went to college for a reason. Yeah. I didn't just go to have an extended <clears throat> high school experience, I guess. Uh, when I was when I left Georgia and went to another school, uh, when I went to Columbia, uh, not Columbia, New York, Columbia in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Big difference. Uh, <laughs> very different schools. Um, and when I was doing work there, uh, I like at that stage in my life, I wasn't drinking alcohol. I wasn't doing anything. It was no partying. Maybe yeah. a little bit there at the very end. Uh, but I was very focused on education. And I got one. Um, I can still appreciate the education I got those years in college. I can't imagine, though. I mean, we and that was a pretty strict campus. I, I can't remember. Can't imagine it ever crossing my mind at that point in time of going, you know what? I just want to find something to protest. Yeah. You know, I remember when Al Gore came to campus at the University of Georgia and somebody held up a um, a sign, a poster that said, kill Tipper, not babies. <laughs> Tipper Gore, of course, being Al Gore's wife. Yeah. Uh, they got in trouble for that one. Yeah. That was, that was pretty brutal. But uh, honestly... Uh, we had a free speech platform right in the middle of campus. That's gone now. There's a building there now. 
uh, just outside of the um, of the football stadium there at Sanford Stadium. And a lot of the street preachers and stuff, people get pretty fervent for Christ in those days of their life, you know? Yeah. The yeah. young people. And uh, there'd be a lot of people out there preaching. And um, there were some cultists who would come around preaching their messages. Uh, but I, I, you know, I remember that being there. I think we're so far gone at this point from any sense of rational thought or logic. And I bring all that up to say that we're in a lot of trouble in this country because we used to send kids to places of higher learning and, and they were trained and they were educated in, in, you know, the liberal arts, the philosophy, the, you know, the, the studies of the sciences and the, you know, these disciplines. Now there's no discipline. It's just ad hoc. Let's pool our opinions. Let's pool our ignorance. Let's see what we get. Everything is a theory. It's all theories. And we've imported tons and tons and tons of foreign nationals to go to school in these colleges and universities. So one would ask themselves, you know, why are all these pro-Palestine um, marches and protests, why are they all demonstrations, I should say? Why are they popping up on these college campuses? Well, because we've imported Muslims. Our college campuses, if you look at the numbers, uh, um, Daniel Horowitz has a great article on this topic. Uh, I think you can find it at The Blaze. But the, the number, and he actually lists how many are here. Like, I think there's like, you know, at any given time, there's like 20,000 from Saudi Arabia all the way down like to the country of Chad. I think there's 61 students here. But he lists all these Muslim countries, and they're in our universities. And we've done that now for decades allow them to come in and then they come in they come in under a student visa they tend to stay and they're here and 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 again we know that we have educated not only foreign nationals but we've educated people with you know nefarious goals in mind in terms of creating cells creating um a disruption even violence they're here they're not just coming across the southern border or even the northern border we're actually importing them the problem with america today is that we've forgotten that America is a culture. And America has gotten lost in things like putting tampons in men's bathrooms and uh, shouting pro-Palestine chants and death to Israel and, you know, the crazy anti-American stuff. Like, it's amazing to me that people who just a couple of years ago were so tolerant and loved Trump's hate and women's rights and women's equality are now shouting pro-Hamas, pro-Palestine stuff, which is actually the antithesis of everything I just listed. It's not about free speech. That's not about equality. It's certainly not about women's rights. It's not about gay rights. Um, Hamas has no interest in, in anything American culture. We're the great Satan. They want death to America. So what we've done is... We've forgotten that America is a culture. America's supposed to be a melting pot. When people come here, if they immigrate here, they're supposed to assimilate into that culture. Now, to hold up American culture is to be called a nationalist. Um, and I, again, I don't see anything wrong with being that when I believe in my nation. I, I am very much for my nation and the betterment of what happens within our borders. 
But rather than exporting that culture, because we're supposed to be the light shining on the hill, right? We're supposed to be the the beacon of hope. We're supposed to be that which the rest of the world strives for. But rather than exporting our culture of freedom and independence and uh, dominance and uh, yes, equality and opportunity, rather than export export those values, we've imported a bunch of bullshit. And so now we have these demonstrations and we have these protests that just don't make any sense and get anybody anywhere. I was I was kind of taken aback last night. Um, went and watched the Rangers. The Rangers are seven and zero in the postseason. Man, they won they won the game two down in Houston. So I'm excited about that. Now they'll bring it home and we'll see what happens here in Arlington, Texas, uh, in the American League playoffs. Philadelphia won their game. I think it's going to be a Texas Rangers, Philadelphia Phillies World Series. Uh, but we went, we watched the game at our little haunt over there in Fort Worth, Rogers Roundhouse, cool little sports bar. And uh, we were done. Steve and I, Steve Helms and I, Texas legend. I said, let's go grab a steak somewhere. So we went to the only place we go. When I say somewhere, there's one restaurant we go to, Mercury Chop House, downtown Fort Worth. That's our spot. We go in there, we watch, uh, we watch a little football, watch a little baseball, and uh, we're having a drink. Our, our bartenders are there, our regulars are there, and uh, we're, we're kind of hanging out. And one of our bartenders over there, one of the wait staff, I should say, um, is a lesbian. I, I never think about that. I don't care about that. Don't give a rat's ass about that. She doesn't care, I mean, she, she, but she's a lesbian. And it, it doesn't cross my mind. We left there, and I said, let's go over to another bar that we've, because we, I was like, hey, go home. Let's grab one more drink, right? It was a good day. Most of my days are. So we go over to a, another little bar, a little dive bar in Fort Worth that, that we tend to frequent. They used to have a little, our little name plaques on the bar. Walked in there. Those name plaques, I looked, they've been removed. <laughs> and uh, the purple hairs are in there working. And they've got pride flags hanging all over the deal. And uh, we go in there, and I was like, okay, this place has changed a little. And you could just tell the attitude of, of just the, the people in that place. They were, they were just kind of bitter and uh, weren't really excited that we were in there. And we left out of there, and I said, I said to Steve, I said, you know, when people start hanging those flags up, they start embracing a certain culture. It's funny how they get bitter. And, and it's any flag, because you know what we do? We identify, I'm going to use a term here, this is off the top of my head, I'm just thinking out loud. We tend to identify the militants by the flags, right? Everybody does that. If I'm flying a patriot, if I'm flying an American flag out of the back of my truck, people will go, oh, that's one of those gun-toting conservatives right there. It's one of those MAGA Trump guys. If I've got a Trump flag, God forbid. I mean, if, if, if somebody has a swastika flag, a Nazi flag, you're immediately going to think of them in militant terms. You're going to identify them. If somebody has a Confederate flag. Now, the problem is, the problem is you have people like the first bartender who's a lesbian who doesn't give a shit. Just your average rank and file gay person. We don't think about it, nothing. But when you go to where those flags are swinging, something changes. The attitude changes. It just gets a little more militant. There's the attitude. And there's a little bit of bitterness and anger there. And I said, you know, me being from the South, 
And and growing up, I'm a son of Georgia, you know, and growing up there, that's all I ever knew until I moved to Texas 20 years ago. And, you know, they want to associate me with the KKK or racism or whatever. Like I said, a Confederate flag. Somebody, you know, I'm immediately labeled under that. I feel sorry for the average person out there, as Sarah and I alluded to yesterday, who just wants to live their life. And, and, and still be able to do that under the values and virtues that America has provided with, with that culture that we've given, that now all of that's been taken away because they've forgotten the culture, they've forgotten their values, they've forgotten the freedoms, and now this garbage philosophy and ideology has been so exp- or imported into our country that it's really fried people's brains and turned everybody into wanting to belong to some type of militant group. And that's concerning to me. And, and you know what? As I said, you're guilty by association. So if, if I'm flying my American flag, I immediately must be, you know, I must be one of these gun toters, one of these MAGA guys. I'm automatically associated with that. And what I'm trying to say here is until we get back to embracing the culture that made America great. And by the way, you know, that's not a Donald Trump slogan. I mean, if, if y'all remember, even Bill Clinton said, let's make America great again. Ronald Reagan said, let's make America great again. Those exact words. And um, until we get back to what made America great and stop importing crap and start stop aligning ourselves under certain flags that are making us bitter and causing us to have these identity issues because we're some kind of manufactured oppression. Until we get back to that, we're in trouble. And this could be the last generation for America. This could be certainly the last generation for any type of American greatness. And that concerns me, not for me, I've lived my life, but for my children and uh, for your children. And, uh, I, you know, wherever I go, I, wherever I go, I really try to see the best in people. I really do. It's getting hard to do that, though. Getting hard to do that, man. I blame the schools. I blame the colleges. We've brainwashed a whole generation of people. We've imported bad ideas, bad ideologies. And the fact that people are so brain dead is to think, oh, I'm going to be pro-Hamas or pro-Palestine or whatever. Mm. The logic that you're using, the mental gymnastics that you're using to justify that is so deadly. It's so dangerous. But... That's a house of cards that's going to fall in on you, and you're just going to have to be there to, to deal with, the, with that. So uh, anyway, we identify the flags, man. They identify our militants. They do. Yeah, flags. they really do. It's funny. Now that, you, now that I think about it, I don't think I can remember a single protest when I was at BYU. No. For anything. No, that's the way it goes, brother. And yeah. I mean, I, uh, I mean if, 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 if you're gay, you're immediately associated with uh, the pride flag. Well, I didn't have to deal with that at BYU at all. Yeah. No, you didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> um, next week, my buddy Riaz, Riaz Patel's coming in. He's been on the show before. Uh, he's gay. He's liberal. He's Democrat. He's Californian. He's an uh, Emmy-nominated TV producer. Uh, and we're going to have a little debate. We're going to have a good time next week. Nice. What day is he coming in? Wednesday? Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday. 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 So he's, he's my buddy. I love him. He loves me. Uh, we, we talk about things all the time. 
and I think it's going to be a really good conversation. So make sure next Tuesday, a week from tonight, you tune in uh, as my friend Riaz Patel's coming in. He's said he told me he's booking flights. He's coming. I said that's so gay, so gay. All right. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your finances. Now, concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold as well. But Find out for yourself. Text CHAD, I spell it Chad, text it to the number 989898. They will send you an, a free info kit on gold. And the easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer, if you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, not doing anything, Birch Gold can help you convert it into an IRA in gold. You don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Text Chad to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Call them if you want to talk to them. Because listen, if digital currency becomes a reality, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. Hang tight. We'll be back. Yeah, you know, I'm sick to death of these guys go to Washington, D.C. and forget who put them there. I really am. So they're voting on Jim Jordan to be Speaker of the House. Um, the ones voting against him, the Republicans voting against him, you got uh, Don Bacon of Nebraska, you got... Mario Diaz-Ballart of Florida. You got Carlos Jimenez of Florida. Frank Lucas of Oklahoma. John Rutherford, Florida. Mike, Simpson's Ida- Mike Simpson of Idaho. Steve Womack of Arkansas. And Ken Buck, Colorado. They need to get their shit together. Um, <laughs> Don Bacon, I, I responded to his tweet uh, this morning. He said he would not budge. I love how these guys, um, they like to s- pull out their military record, you know. It I'm is, doing what's best for America. I've done this and I've done that. It is kind of the ultimate uh, pass card. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a veteran. Don Bacon said, I'm not budging. I'm a five-time commander and deployed to Middle East four times. I'll do what is best for country. I'll do what is best for country. Uh, that doesn't diminish that we're Americans that matter too, buddy. I mean, listen, you, you maybe, maybe you, you got a great track record, military record, all this kind of stuff, whatever. But... They, you were voted in as a delegated authority. So I, I responded back and I said, uh, then you understand authority and chain of command. The people of Nebraska that put you in a place of delegated authority want Jim Jordan. Read the room, commander. And a lot of people, a lot of libs came on there. A lot of people with Ukraine flags and pride flags. We don't want Jim Jordan. And uh, I'm like, I'm sorry, but if you know his district, pretty sure they do. Uh, especially since the dude, um, that tweet has been uh, ratioed like hell. I mean, the dude, the comments far outweigh the reactions to it. And I will not budge. It's like you'll budge if uh, you'll budge if the people that voted for you tell you to budge or you know what you're going to get. You're going to get freaking primaried. It's as simple as that, dude. You'll, you'll be gone. But again, these guys, what they do, what these congressmen and women do is they want their 15 minutes of fame because nobody knows who Don Bacon of Nebraska is. Nobody. But everybody's talking about Don Bacon because he can be the little holdout. Like, sorry, bro. And uh, anyway, Joe Biden's going to Israel. 
That's fantastic. I don't know if Joe knows it. I don't know if Joe knows he's going. But uh, Secretary of State Blinken announced Monday, President Biden will visit Israel. I hope he doesn't fall down the stairs. Don't fall down the stairs. Please, God, don't let Joe fall down the stairs. You know, he said, uh, we're going to fully, we fully support Israel. I, I love that coming from a guy that gave $6 billion to Iran. The guy's given $50 billion to Iran overall. He's been very light on Iran. And, uh, of course, no matter what they say, what statements they issue, we know Iran was behind the attack and, and is behind Hamas. They are the terror arm of, of Iran. And uh, he's it's but it's an election year. So Joe's got to go out there and, and show that he's strong and he's got to mumble. He's got to get with Bibi Netanyahu and mumble about some things and uh, going to condemn the slaughter. You know, that it's interesting to me. So it says President Biden will again make clear that he has done as he has done unequivocally since Hamas slaughtered 1400 people, including at least 30 Americans, that Israel has the right and indeed the duty to defend its people from Hamas and other terrorists and to prevent future attacks. Now, what I would like to hear is for him to come out and thoroughly condemn Hamas. That's what I find is a little weak, right? That's what's kind of lacking. Yeah, Chad, it's it's so beautifully ironic that he's going to go to literal Palestine before East Palestine. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just laughing at that yesterday. Just yeah. it's it's marvelously ironic. He doesn't also, care about this country. Also, I don't I don't exactly understand how this gets fixed in a good way. Cause like clearly you can't have these two entities exist next to each other anymore. No. Two state so solution is not is not an option. Yeah, so being like, okay, well, Israel's a right to defend itself. Well, okay, then Hamas is gonna have a right to attack back. So like no one seems to have an answer to that. Yeah. And I don't I don't have one either, then I guess let them fight it out and winner take all. Well, well, here's here's my thing, and and I agree. Uh, that's all. That a two state solution is not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. They don't want to coexist, and I don't care how many coexist bumper stickers you have on the back of your Subaru, lady. They don't want to coexist. Uh, you know, Muslims don't want to coexist. The, the ex- extreme Islam, particularly as we kind of alluded to yesterday, they don't want to exist with anybody. I mean, Hamas does not want to coexist with the Muslims in Saudi Arabia. Hamas wants to associate with Hamas. Um, you know, they've discovered their scent and they like it. And yeah. that's what they're after. So now people say, well, Israel, uh, you know, they came in in 1948 and, you know, those Palestinians were already there. They've, they're colonizers. OK, let me stop you for a second. Was in Israel first. Israel, you remember back in those ancient days when God gave them the land and said, "You're the. This is the promised land. This is the land I promised you." Uh, so, so Jews have literally been there from the beginning, and yet you're going to say, "Well, no, they can't have the land now." Wait a minute. That's like now. Now, aren't y'all the same people who say the Native Americans in America were the first ones on the land and they should have a right to it? Isn't that the same logic? Because y'all say, oh, Native Americans, we've, w- white people have come in and encroached on their land and put them on reservations. We, we put them, you know, we colonized them. They're a conquered people, blah, blah, blah. And they should have their land back. Well, shouldn't that same logic apply to the people of Israel? Shouldn't that? Shouldn't it? Oh, and by the way, can I just for the record just put it out there and say all of you guys out there that sound so sweet saying, just from a theological perspective, that 
Israel is, is God's chosen people. No, those who are bought and paid for with the blood of Jesus Christ are God's chosen people. If you're going to be biblically accurate, the people who have been redeemed, not the people who rejected Jesus, the people who rejected Jesus, according to the book of Romans, have been cut off from that foundation of grace. And the true Israel, as I told you last week, Galatians chapter 3, verse 7, the sons of Abraham are the people of faith. If you're a people of faith, that faith in Christ Jesus, then you are the true Israel. It's about grace, not race. But we're not talking about a theological perspective. I'm just telling you, people don't get a free pass because historically they were called God's chosen people to go out there and do anything they want to do on a geopolitical scale. They, they don't get a free pass on that, okay? But since you're going to make a theological argument about it, I can have that theological debate with you, okay? That's all I'm going to say about that in this, in this case. But Joe's going to go over there. What he's going to do? No clue. No clue. Um, I did have a conversation the other day with someone whose name I can't call, who is actively involved in getting those hostages, the American hostages back, and... Uh, he seems wildly optimistic with their ability to do that. So my prayers are for them to be able to go do that. Um, play for me. I keep getting away from this thing. Play for me. Uh, I got to see this. Play clip number one. You, actually, Margaret, you didn't say yours. What? Your racist thing. Thing that you've done. Thought about or I done. You have yeah. something inside of you that's not quite like that's racist. So you must have you must have examples in your own life. Well, I also work in environmental engineering. I have absolutely no people of color or minimal people of color, possibly the exclusion being slightly Hispanic. Well, I know. Sayura doesn't like her attitudes. I can say a racist thing you've done because it just happened. When you just talked to me the way you just did. This is how white women talk to us all the time. These are microaggressions. When I say the exact same thing to my white girlfriend who says the same exact thing. I don't care if you talk to everybody like that. Okay. Right? The way you just spoke to me was straight up white supremacy. You actually just answered with racism. White supremacy is said to be hidden in innocuous phrases and banal behavior. The smallest things could be considered racist. It's enough that a person from a minority group feels insulted. Absolutely. Sounding terribly white. I don't know that I was all that racist to start with, but I also would be more aware or hyper aware of my thoughts or reactions to circumstances that would be racist. There you go. There you go. That's what pooling your ignorance sounds like right there. Oh, man. I'll, it'll never stop being weird to me seeing people talk themselves in to be like, you know, I guess I am racist. Uh, you know, I didn't know I was racist, but apparently... I don't like blacks. Yeah, like or Hispanics. Oh, two wines in, and you go. You know what? I don't like actually foreigners. It's just, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they paid to go to that. They're paying to be talked into being racist. Like yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't insane. know. I didn't know I hated people that didn't have the same melanin. But yeah. apparently, I am a racist. Because like my only conclusion has to be like that lady must actually not like Hispanics. Because if you <laughs> sat me down there, there's nothing you're going to be able to tell me to be like, yeah, no, you're right. I'm I'm a bigot. You got me. 
But I mean, that, that reminds me of the person who goes to that, you know, fire breathing church that's just trying to convince everybody that they're sinners and going to hell. And yeah. Like you went into church feeling totally good about life and yourself and you came out knowing good and well you're going to hell. It's just is wild. It's a wild thing to watch happen. But I just also love the British narrator. Like it's a Nat Geo documentary. <laughs> It's like Marlon Perkins sitting up in the in the in the helicopter yeah. watching the lion. Yeah, well, exactly. Jim is down on the ground. He's going to try to give the lion an enema. Here we go. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, wow. I don't know. I don't know what we do with that. Like as a society, how how we, does we don't anything... recover from it? Yeah, I know that we don't recover from that level of stupidity. Yeah, these people vote. This is this. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we've lived way too comfortably. Yes. We've lived way too comfortably. I mean, did you see the fat gullet on all those bitches? Oh, gosh. And her I just love that white lady's stupid face when she's eating her salad. And the Hispanic lady across goes, actually, you are being racist. And just yeah. the look of shock on her face. Yeah, you could you could see you could see her cellulite start to jiggle. Yeah, I've never it, it I've never it bewilders me that people seek to be. Yeah, like they almost want to be told they're racist. It feels they like. do I, because again, you you've got to be. There's got to be something wrong with you. Yeah, white guilt is a strange. It's phenomenon. a weird thing, people. And and you know what? Once she comes to terms with her racism, then they will have recruited her to go out and next she will be telling everybody else how racist they are. Yeah, it's like a it's like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Except you never cure your racism. You no. just become aware of it, which no. is also weird to me. That the Hispanic lady's not offering like solutions. She's just confirming you are indeed racist. And and I love it. You know, people get mad at me. They stop listening to me when I call them fat bitches. Yeah, I'm um, going to start charging $500 to tell people they're racist. Yeah. People are like, oh, you're fat shaming. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing out the weird, the, the weird obsession that we have of, of living in this ridiculously comfortable life of everything being handed to us, but yet we still have to manufacture something to be wrong. Yeah, send the aliens. We got, we got to get onto a new narrative. I'm done with this chapter. I want all the asteroids. Yeah. All right, everybody deals with pain. It's one of those few guarantees you have in life. And uh, when it happens, you deal with it. And you try to move forward. But sometimes you can't move forward because it just hurts. It just hurts. I woke up the other day and I got some fresh arthritis in this hand. I'm like, what's going on? And it comes back day after day. But you don't have to live with pain. You don't have to lose your joy in life from it. Listen, as a person who experiences this, I know how bad it can be. It doesn't have to stay that way. Relief factor is a great way to reduce pain. It's caused by inflammation in your joints. When you take it as directed, it could absolutely change your life. It's not a drug, but it's developed by doctors. It reduces inflammation in your body. And you know what? Pretty much three quarters of the people who get that stuff keep on getting it because it works for them. If you're living with pain, try the three-week quick start for 1995's trial pack. Go to relieffactor.com or call them 800-4-RELIEF. We'll be right back. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road. You can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. 
The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. Hey, Friday night, if you're, uh, I don't know, east of Dallas, Terrell, Texas, we're going to be at a Silver Saloon, bringing the boys out there, play a little music, have some fun. Music and laughs. We'll be there at Silver Saloon Friday night. And then I will be in Cleveland, Texas, on Saturday night there at the uh, Texan Theater. So watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. And then uh monday will be interesting this monday i gotta i gotta got a tape here monday and then i gotta roll my ass up north of tulsa to do an event with uh folds of honor and then turn around the next morning come all the way back and the folds of honor guys called me and they you know their big sponsor forever is bud light and they're like could you not make any bud light jokes <laughs> i was like you know i was not planning on it but now that you put that in my head they said, well, there'll probably be some lower level executives and distributors and stuff that are there. And I mean, they, you know, again, Folds of Honor is a great organization. My friend, uh, Colonel Dan Rooney, uh, good dude. And uh, so many of those guys connect with Folds. I've done a ton of stuff with them over the years. But uh, yeah, I'm heading up there. Nobody can come. It's a private event. But I just wanted to tell you that funny story. But then the following weekend, I'm going to be in Tulsa for three nights. Tulsa at the Looney Bend. Jesse Payton's coming with me. A couple of late shows. We got we got uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But I think the Friday late show is like 10 p.m. That's way past my bedtime. I am not a rock star, man. Not a rock star. But, you know, I am still unvaccinated. As far as I know, I've never had COVID. Um, and the CDC has now come out and said that 2% of Americans receive the new updated COVID vaccine. Just 2%. So Pfizer launches $3.5 billion in cost-cutting measures as sales for COVID-19 products plummet. I hope they go in the dustbin of Bud Light toiletry. I really do. Um, 2%. Spend all this money to do all that, and people are like, nope, screw you, we learned. I can't believe anybody ever put up with that crap in the first place, but they did. So all of those vaccines just... Done. Sorry, Pfizer. No wonder they got Travis Kelsey out there trying to get you to go get that crap. You know, no wonder they, I mean, I wonder how much money. I still, you can't convince me otherwise. This whole thing is a setup. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, the whole thing is a setup to bring attention to, I mean, it, it becomes a big marketing ploy. Now, now every commercial I see has got Travis Kelsey's ugly ass on there. And, um, yeah. So good. Uh, I hope they go in the tank. The uh, oh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but there's a uh, the fencing USA fencing. You know where they sword fight? <laughs> they changed their rules to allow transgender and binary. And um, the the guy that just won in the female division just beat like the be all the best ones in the world, like the top fourteen in the entire planet yeah. in fencing. Smoked them all. It's funny how that keeps happening. Yeah. You know, they keep telling us that there's no advantage, but but they keep winning. Keep on winning, dude. Yeah, maybe they should start throwing matches to help their argument. 
<laughs> just keep on winning. But then again, I guess that's very male of you to not be able to just give the women one. You gotta, you gotta compete to win. I mean, you know, Sarah Gonzalez is tougher than me. She's meaner than me. Yeah. She's 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 more just vicious than I am. But I can still kick her ass. You can still take her. Yeah. I can take her. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want it ever come to that. She but might take her. Situation at some point. Somebody said in the comments yesterday, said they could feel the sexual tension between me and Sarah. (laughs) All right. Guess I'm doing my job. (laughs) Oh, something of that nature has never crossed my mind. He lied with a grin on his face. I'm kidding. Kidding. Uh, Cornell West. I love, uh, not Cornell West. Um, Did you see that? Did you, I do want to, did you see that debate last week? Between Cornell West and um, Alan Dershowitz. Yeah, I caught some of it. I like Cornell West. He's a fascinating dude. I mean, he's an interesting cat. I, and I'll yeah. admit that. I mean, some of those guys are interesting. Um, I'll start listing off names. I, I listen to the left. I listen to them. The honest ones, yeah. The ones who can think. Yeah. You know? But, um, I, you know, I, was, I, was, saw this, I saw this video we got here, and I want to show you, because it'll piss you off. But it made me think of Cornell West and, and Alan Dershowitz and uh, just two liberals going at it from two perspectives about Palestine and, and Israel. But uh, there was a Cornell professor uh, had this to say about the Hamas attack. Play clip number two. There are many Gazans of goodwill, many Palestinians conscious, but more and who abhor the targeting of civilians as to you, as you are, who were able to breathe. They were able to breathe for the first time in years. It was exhilarating. All right. It was exhilarating. It was energizing. And if they weren't exhilarated, See, let me tell you what you don't get to do. You don't get to preface what you're about to say with something and think you can get away with it because it sounds right. For instance, you don't get to say, well, we abhor the killing of women and children. We abhor the killing of civilians. We hate that that's who was targeted. But then to scream out that it was exhilarating, that these people got to breathe for the first time in years. You don't get to turn around and say, oh, but it was exhilarating. I mean, they cut the heads off of babies, but it was exhilarating. I mean, they murdered people in the street. You know, they they <laughs> they kidnapped children. You know, you got the, the one little girl who's i don't know 16 17 years old in a wheelchair who can't speak can't she's wheelchair bound has to be fed through a tube into her stomach they kidnapped her what do you think's happening to that it's not exhilarating asshole it's not it's it's not and and these people who live under the umbrella of american freedoms who are given a microphone who are given a platform to be able to say this ignorant crap they really they really are trash human beings because what they don't understand is hamas you you could take that guy 
and I don't know anything about that guy. You know, he's a professor, Cornell University. I don't know what his background is. I don't know where he came from. I don't know what ethnicity is. I, I, don't, I don't know. But I promise you, you drop him in a mosque and he'll be dead within the space of 15 minutes. Drop him in the middle of a camp and he will be dead. And we'll see how exhilarating it is. See if you can breathe. They can breathe. Well, you should be fully ass, you know, you should be wide open when they cut your head off. You can breathe completely at that point in time. Just boom, just open those lungs right up, buddy. Let her rip. And then you can do all that screaming and everybody can repeat whatever the garbage is just coming out of your mouth. These people are so ignorant. They're so stupid. They have no clue what really goes on in the world, how, the, how evil and cruel the world actually is to get out there and you give these fat asses a microphone to be able to spout their bullshit and they go out there and do that with no clue the repercussions of what's coming their way. Because I promise you, I promise you when it pops off the way it already has this last week, you know, the, the Hamas commander calls for a global day of jihad. You got these lone actors out there that have done things. You know, a guy gets killed in France, stabbed to death. Guy gets stabbed in China. People get shot up in, uh, where was it, Brussels? And we've had some things happen here in the country, in America. Uh, when the real thing pops off, I promise you, they're not going to go back and watch your YouTube video or check your credentials as a Cornell professor to say, oh, he's on our side. Nope, you're dead. Boom. End of story. Peace out. Gone. Finished. No more breathing. No more exhilaration. That's it. Sad days we're living in, folks. It's scary. All right. I want to tell you about a land sale. It's the best wholesale land value in the state of Texas. It is prime Texas acreage. Saturday, October 21st, there's a new section uh, opening of Texas properties at wholesale prices. Lake access with a barn dominium ready for your finishes on six acres for $119.9. Or you can get a three-acre to 10-acre Lakeview Estates price to sell in one day from $49.9. $49,900. That's a good deal. Uh, it's limited availability. It's all going to sell out Saturday, October 21st. You can own two-plus acres of direct dockable lakefront on a trophy bass lake for only $59.9. Minutes to town for shopping. Dining properties are serviced by gate entrance, paved roads, utilities, high-speed internet to work from home, multi-million dollar clubhouse, equestrian center, resort-style pool exclusively for owners. Hey, you want to be in Texas? This is a pretty good deal. Call them, 765-LAKE-NOW. Uh, for the grand opening of the new section, Saturday, October 21st, buy directly from the developer, save thousands, October 21st, property wholesale price going to sell in one day, 765-LAKE, now that's 765-525-3669, or you can look online, txlanddeal.com, that's txlanddeal.com, we'll be right back. The... Um I mean, we're seeing these, these things pop off. We're seeing these um, parades and demonstrations all over the country now. And um, it's bad, dude. I, you know, San Diego, there was a deal. They were stomping on Israeli flags. They were finding people in their midst and chasing after them. Um, there was that huge pro-Palestine rally in Michigan. We showed you some clips from that last week. Actually, play uh, real quick, play clip number four. American, when you see those Palestinian flags being flown, remember where we started this show. You can identify the militants by the flag they're flying. That ought to piss you off. 
That should piss you off. This is what I'm saying when I say we're no longer exporting American culture as a city shining set on a hill. We're importing cultures that are destructive and we're too stupid. If you have a professor at Cornell University who is up there saying that the Hamas attacks were exhilarating and that's okay with you, I'm telling you we've imported destruction into our own land. And there's no redemption from that apart from utter utter change and transformation from within. And we're not going to do that. When it is easier for an illegal alien to get across the southern border and into our country and on their way to somewhere in the interior of the United States, and they can do it faster than I can go through TSA and get to an airplane, we got a freaking problem. We have a legitimate problem. And here we are. I want to tell you, as a stern warning, as, as just a solemn warning, arm yourself, train yourself, keep it with you keep stay strapped keep keep your firearm with you keep your head on a swivel be aware of your surroundings at all time because when things go bad they're all going to go bad at once and 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 it's not the it's not the splinter cells you're gonna have to worry about it's gonna be the people that are in your area that that not just from you're gonna have bad people bad people are gonna see it as an opportunity like this smash and grab culture that's out there (coughs) we've basically given everybody permission to break the law well when things get chaotic everybody joins in and you know what bad people with bad intentions they're going to join into that party they're going to be a part of it so you better keep your head on a swivel because white people are going to do bad things and black people are going to do bad things and brown people are going to do bad things people who claim to be christians people who claim to be muslims people who claim to be you know people that watch alex stein they're all evil they're going to do bad things they're going to do bad things. So, you know, figure out what weapon you got and uh, know how to use it. Keep it with you because um, these dangerous times are ahead, man, and people are getting bolder and bolder. I mean, can you imagine if, if those were flags covered in swastikas? What would the left do if there was that many people marching down the street with Trump flags? Oh, they might as well be swastikas. There's, those are literal Nazis. They want to exterminate Jews and Christians. And you have the squad out there defending them. You got lawmakers in Washington, D.C., elected representatives who are defending them. Rashida Tlaib can't even can't even say that she believes Israel should exist. She can't even utter those words. When she's confronted by them. You know, uh, it's 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 a damn shame is what it is that uh, our grandfathers fought and died for our freedom, for this country in world wars who who bled and died overseas to give us the comfort that we have the greatness that we have to see it squandered by politicians and pinheads in ivory towers and on university campuses this is just a damn shame de tocqueville said america will be america will only remain as long as america can be good and we're not good anymore. We're not good. We've sacrificed unborn babies, and now we're defending the extermination of Jews. I, I, what have we become? It's insane. Hang tight. We'll be right back. So when uh, Don Bacon voted for Speaker of the House, he, he voted for Kevin McCarthy. I want you to hear the hot mic moment. 
Bacon. McCarthy. McCarthy. Here's Kilmeade's hot mic. Dumbass. <laughs> Brian Kilmeade on Fox. Uh, we Little need hot more. mic moment, dumbass. We need, more, we need more of that. Let's be honest. Let's, Let's make this be fun. honest. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's journalism. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah, we do that on regular mic. Yeah, we just, I mean, we, yeah. that's that's the beauty of what we do. Yeah. We just call it like it is, man. <laughs> uh, I wonder if that white woman is still racist. <laughs> well, she, she's going to pay $500 more to find out. Yeah, she's eating grits and biscuit and fried chicken somewhere going, I didn't know I was a racist. <laughs> I love watermelon. <laughs> that's what that's my favorite part is their idea of not being racist is like no it's fine to like watermelon and fried chicken i don't see a problem with it that's a microaggression how you're talking to me about watermelon <laughs> so stupid well, fat ass eats a salad yeah so stupid man i mean we live in a dumb world these are jokes people take it easy okay don't let the microaggression boogeyman sneak up and cut you okay okay we're here all week we'll be here to piss you off some more tomorrow on wednesday yeah I think I'm going to record remotely tomorrow. If you haven't subscribed to Blaze TV, do it. Go to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Save on an annual subscription. Do it. And don't forget, Terrell, Texas and Cleveland, Texas this weekend. Tulsa next week. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.